SNZ, uh, hey, Cam Norrie, 6-1 getting past Giron in the first set of the ASP Classic quarterfinals. The second set is, was cruising, and then uh, the American has snapped back into form for each here on Norrie's serve in the second set. But this is Phoenix Nation. It's all things A-League. It's all things Wellington Phoenix, both the men's and the women's. And right now are very lucky to welcome in, uh, well, a, a top, a-League journalist, found in ESPN Australia, New Zealand, a bunch of other places. You can go see him on Twitter. Joey Lynchy. It's Joey Lynch. He's on the line with us now. Joey, appreciate your time, man. No, thanks for having me. Hey, uh, it's been a really busy time in the A-League. We started off this hour chatting with David Ball about, and, and Ball, he's been around for a wee while, as you know. He said that was the most hectic game of football he's ever played in uh, against Sydney in the weekend. So it's been a busy and strange old time, hasn't it? It absolutely has been. I mean, that game, as a neutral, I don't have any A-Leagues team. Just as a neutral watching that game, it was objectively hilarious, to be honest, just the way it all unfolded. Just uh, one team desperately needing a win, coming up against another team reduced to nine players and then having two penalties and missing both to lose the game. It's something that you'd write into a bad sitcom. It just seems like such an unlikely scenario. Yeah, not they, they, the Ted Lasso writers wouldn't have come up with that. I don't reckon it was uh, it was that fraudulent as a as a concept, but it was reality. And look, the Phoenix, as far as we're concerned, Joey, have, have taken some momentum from it and go up to Brisbane with a really congested ladder and a chance to kind of start to put themselves really in a nice position to kick home hard and, and maybe find themselves in the top six from Australia because we do get a little bit blinkered over here. How are the Phoenix considered as far as a top six prospect? I think the Phoenix generally, ever since, especially since Ufuk Tale has come in and taken over uh, at the club, the Phoenix have gained a lot more respect, obviously, during uh, the doldrum years when it was them and the Central Coast Mariners largely propping up the table. Uh, They weren't considered with much seriousness. But ever since Ufuk Tale has come in, they are increasingly getting respect. And right now, if you were to poll the average A-Leagues watcher here in Australia. I don't think many would be surprised if uh, you were to tell them that the Phoenix would be playing finals football this season. I certainly I certainly tip them to be doing so at the start of the campaign. So I absolutely, you know, not surprised at all that they're right in the mix now heading into uh, this next period of games. A huge game up in Brizzy because they don't concede a lot of goals. Uh, the Phoenix have conceded too many goals and they lose their top goal scorer for the match. So uh, a lot of focus will be on that. Elsewhere in the A-League, as I said at the top, it's been a, a wild old period. And I know you've been right across these sanctions dropped on Melbourne victory for the uh, the Christmas derby violence. And that's literally what it was. What a crazy storyline and the A-League or Football Australia has not mucked around here with these sanctions have they? No absolutely not I mean Football Australia when you total up all the various fines and the various compensatory payments and the expenses the victory will uh, incur as a result of these sanctions and others it's over half a million Australian dollars that victory have been hit with as a result of this there's going to be significant restrictions on their uh, active support and crowds for the rest of the season, which not only will affect match days this campaign, but the flow-on effect from that, any potential disillusionment or any uh, aggrieved feelings that come from that could be felt years down the line in terms of lower ticket sales or memberships not being renewed. And of course, you've now got this sort of sort of Damocles hanging over the club's head 
in that there until the end of the 2025-26 A-League men's season, there are suspended points deductions, 10-point deductions for every time a triggering event occurs between now and then. So uh, not only are they being hit financially in the hip pocket now and in their crowds, but there are points deductions hanging over them in the near future, even though those potential points deductions and the scope of what can activate them probably could have been greater. This is a, a tough question to answer, mate, but in a broad sense, is it fear? Is it fear? And, and what's the feeling over there in footballing circles and A-League circles that the victory are copying this over the action of some really deranged individuals? Could the club have avoided this? And, and how have the club responded themselves? Well, it's a very difficult situation for Melbourne Victory. Obviously, they can't puppeteer their fans and do whatever, you know, make their fans do whatever they say. They have agency in these matters. But it is also part of Football Australia's National Code of Conduct and Ethics that uh, fans that are in the away section of a ground, fans, not necessarily even members, are said to be, you know, culpable of the responsibility of their clubs. So... Uh, based upon Football Australia's own guidelines and own rules, victory had to be held accountable uh, for this. So it's very harsh on them in that sense. But at the same time, victory have been doing a lot of outreach with their active support. But this isn't the first time we've had uh, problems with supporters of Melbourne Victory, even though it has to be acknowledged that this is an extreme minority of what is the A-League's largest fan base in terms of both uh, members and casual fans. But We've had incidents. Victory was issued with a show cause notice in early 2022 for an incident of um, homophobic abuse hurled at Josh Cavallo during an Adelaide United game uh, in 2021, I believe. There were bottles thrown at then uh, Melbourne City goalkeeper Tegan Micah during a W League game. Uh, there have been numerous incidences across the National Premier Leagues in the past. In fact, the individual that uh, threw the bucket at Tom Glover previously served a five-year ban for being involved in violence uh, between Melbourne Victory supporters uh, attacking South Melbourne fans at a National Premier League's fixture. So there is a history of these issues with Victory fans, and that likely has informed some of Football Australia's um, determinations when they've been coming up with these sanctions. Makes perfect sense. Well, it doesn't make perfect sense at all, actually, but I, I get your explanation there, and it is a total watch this space to see what happens with fan behaviour over the next wee while. It's going to be a really interesting period. Mate, I'd love to finish off just with a little bit of the women's side of the thing, because uh, the side of the ledger, because unfortunately the, the, the Wellington women's side have, have got off to a torrid start. But on the flip side... Across the ditch, there's a team taking the competition by storm. Western United 7-0 and and beating good teams as well. This isn't a, a fraudulent uh, record that they've got at all. They're doing it the tough way. How does this season sit up? And, and where is the A-League women's, in your opinion? Is, it, is the competition of a, of a standard where they are proud of it? And, and it is, I mean, it's tough for the Phoenix going, so the standard's obviously high. Well, yeah, I think there's an inevitable level of pride that is there in the A-League women's, both because... Obviously, there's a Women's World Cup coming here in 2023 to both Australia and New Zealand. And there's a desire to stand up and show off what uh, our own domestic league can do. And there's been moves towards there's expansion this season through Western United. The Central Coast Mariners will be coming in next season and they'll be moving towards 
a home and away, full home and away format, which is just another stepping stone on the way to full professionalism. So there certainly is pride in uh, the developments that are happening and the moves to improve working conditions and give these athletes what they deserve, the opportunity to be the best uh, footballers they can be. There's certainly pride in that. It can't be gotten away from that the standard of the competition isn't as high as it was previously when you had the Matilda, the likes of Sam Kerr and Caitlin Ford and all these other Matildas running around the competition week in and week out. And you had some really huge names coming uh, from internationals coming and playing in it. But still, it's going to it's improving slowly. Once again, the, the players that have stepped up to fill those voids left are getting more game time, more minutes each and every week. And with that comes improvement. And I think this season we are beginning to see some increases in standard from last year. And the competition, it's also, well, we're really, I think, beginning to see it settle into sort of the tiers of clubs that we would expect. We've got, well, those we would have picked at the start of the season, Melbourne City, Sydney FC, Melbourne Victory, Adelaide United sort of breaking away. Western United had a good squad. I don't think anybody was expecting them to go undefeated across their first seven games, beating every finalist from last season. But they're up there as well. And then we're seeing the teams below there that have younger squads or not as highly credentialed squads or clubs like the Wellington Phoenix that have just as much of a uh, developmental focus to them as a competitive one uh, towards the bottom of the table. So it's sort of going as one would have predicted, barring, of course, Western United really rushing out of the gate in their first year in the competition. Outstanding, mate. You can read him at ESPN, uh, Oz New Zealand. You can go find him on Twitter, Joey Lynch. You've been fantastic. Covered a lot of base there with us. Uh, Joey, really appreciate it. Go back and enjoy your Thursday. Thanks for having me on, mate. There you go. Joey Lynch, outstanding. And that right there is Phoenix Nation. Woohoo! Debut and loved it. Go on the Knicks. Go on the Phoenix women as well. It's tough. It's tough. But they are putting their best foot forward week in, week out. And they're doing it with uh, increasing resource, but more could be done. So we'll watch them, and we'll watch the men as well this weekend against Brizzy. Tough gig up against for the women against that Western side, though. They are a juggernaut. Expansion doesn't often work, but it has to in the A-League women. It is six minutes away from four o'clock. And this was Phoenix Nation.